We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. What's up, y'all? It's Drewski, and I've teamed up with Mountain Dew to produce a hilarious new basketball podcast called The Dew Zone with Drewski. Learn the backstories of your favorite ballers and celebrities like Jamal Murray. Did you have, like, a favorite team? Was it the Raptors at the time or no? Was the Raptors even started around that time? Come on, bro. I ain't that old, fam. <laughs> You're talking like I'm 50. Taylor Rooks, Asia Wilson, and many more. You won't want to miss this. Listen to The Do Zone with Drewski on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and wherever you listen to podcasts. Support for this podcast comes from U.S. Bank. When it's time for a new credit card, the best ones do way more than just buy stuff. And that's why U.S. Bank offers credit cards that make every day more rewarding. Earn cash back. Score points when you shop, dine out, travel, or binge watch. Or get a low intro APR. U.S. Bank credit cards were designed to fit your lifestyle. So make every day more rewarding. And check out usbank.com slash credit card. U.S. Bank credit cards are issued by U.S. Bank National Association N.D. Some restrictions may apply. Member FDIC. Hello, and this is my impression of a play-by-play announcer who loves to save money. And here at Progressive, it's discounts all day. The customer's a safe driver and nails over the discount. Signed up for paperless billing, and it's a discount from downtown. Insuring multiple vehicles, and kablam, shakalaka, fade away, cross-court, coast-to-coast, discount mania! Whew, should we go to commercial? Wait, this is a commercial. With all kinds of discounts, Progressive helps you save. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company. Discounts not available in all states or situations. Welcome to the Rotowire Fantasy Basketball Podcast brought to you by DraftKings.com, the leader in daily fantasy sports. Use the promo code ROTOHOOPS when you deposit for a free contest entry today. That day, of course, is Friday, February 26, 2016. My name is DJ Trainer. You can find me on Twitter, at TrainerDJ. And I'm joined on this Friday by the one and only Ken Kreitz. You can find him on Twitter, at Ken Kreitz. Thank you, sir. Thank you. Oh, love to hear that whistle. Gets me going. <laughs> sends, sends me Got to right, warm up the K-Train. Yeah. The K-Train's warming up. <laughs> sends me right into the weekend, Ken. Um, <laughs> This podcast, of course, is available on iTunes and Stitcher. Feel free to leave a nice review on one of those venues. Also, you can listen and download this podcast and all of our other podcasts. Baseball is getting going, so if you want to switch over to baseball at some point as well, feel free to find that directly on the Rotowire website. Ken, we've got a lot of random topics here. Then we're going to go through a Rotowire Staff Keeper League update. We're going to talk about my DFS endeavors or lack thereof last night. And then we'll preview Friday's, uh, Friday's slate of games as well. So without further ado, let's jump into one of the more interesting things that has happened, I think, this season. Um, I think, at least. The Nets cutting Joe Johnson yesterday uh, The under the new regime of general manager Sean Marks. Uh, getting rid of Joe Johnson. The interesting thing here is that he's probably going to land on a contending team. Is there anybody that you've seen rumored that you think he should go, Ken? Uh, I guess I, I thought I had assumed he was going to Cleveland, that uh, LeBron was uh, doing his usual recruiting gig. Uh, there, you know, Reports locally in Boston here are kind of throwing in the towel that he had some cursory interest but seemed to be treating the Celtics, who actually originally drafted Joe Johnson, 
they seem to be uh, treating the Celtics as a backup, and frankly, I think he'd be a terrible fit for uh, for Boston. But you know, I'd say in general, these buyout contracts are seem a lot bigger deal since there was uh, not as much trade deadline movement as you'd expect. You know, um, uh, but uh, I don't know. Where do you think he's going to end up, DJ? I I think he's going to go to Cleveland. I don't know why he wouldn't. Um, the interesting thing here for me is that the Nets will still have to pay a remaining portion of this year's salary because this is last year on his contract. He's but, the second highest player this year. Yeah, second highest paid that. player this year. Um, the The interesting thing is uh, they only pay what the difference is between his new contract with the team. So if essentially you know he's making let's just say he's making 15 million dollars if cleveland decides to pay him 1 million dollars that means that brooklyn is still on the hook for 14 million dollars so you had a case a few years ago where andre Blatch, but they can pay him in giant russian oil barrels right. yeah yeah so he's all good so joe johnson gets his same contract no matter what it just yeah. depends on where it's coming from so we had a situation a couple of years ago where andre Blatch, he was so spiteful i think i forget what team it was whether it was a wizard or the or the Nets, um, that he just signed the veteran minimum everywhere he went, uh, just despite <laughs> his last team. I don't think I Joe think that J- was the Nets. The the, the Wizards, you know, he came up with the Wizards, right? Uh, yeah, and then did you know? Are, is Brooklyn still paying him when he's in China? Yeah, I was wondering about that myself. I don't. <laughs> some of those guys, like Josh Smith with the Pacers, is still on their books for the next couple of years, which is really interesting. And he's you mean their, Detroit. You mean Detroit? Detroit, yeah. And he's yeah. he's their most second highest paid player on the payroll this year. And next <laughs> right. year, I think he'll be the third highest paid player, Josh Smith, and he's gone. So that shows you how much they for, wanted to get rid of him. Yeah, yeah. And frankly, kudos for dumping him. And well, you know, uh, I'm not saying. That guys like Wayne Ellington are the future in Brooklyn, but clearly Joe Johnson was not. I would, you know, I'll admit when it comes to like what NBA game do I want to watch, I avoid the Nets like the plague because I just hate <laughs> watching Joe Johnson ISOs or dumping into Brooke Lopez and dump it back out just to dump it back in. Um, I did not realize how badly his game had fallen. You know, he, he's he's putting up less than twelve points a game, shooting forty one percent in the last in those fifty seven games the Nets. That's just terrible. That is awful. Yeah. I mean, he really wasn't that good. Now, in the right fit, if he does go to Cleveland and he's just hanging out in the corner and LeBron is driving yeah. and Kyrie's driving and you've got Kevin Love on one flank and Joe Johnson on the other, that's pretty dangerous. But in terms of Joe on Johnson, one, yeah. it's dangerous on one side of the ball. You know, he, right. you want him to. You want a three and D, and tell, something tells me he's a three and nap guy, not a three and D guy. You know, is he going to give a. You know, when's the last time he even was in a meaningful, stressful playoff game? I just does he give a shit and hustle down the court and play solid D in addition to waiting for the ball in the corner? Well, the knock on him is that he really hasn't been on contending teams at any point in his career, and so it's it's funny to think that he's going to provide a veteran presence when somebody <laughs> like a James Jones has way more playoff experience than a Joe Johnson. Um, so you can argue it what you may. I will say I did watch the Nets Suns game last night. God help me, um, I had I had a you lot. You need a of, girlfriend. Yeah, you need a girlfriend. <laughs> uh, yeah, so. <laughs> I I have a girlfriend and I still didn't um I still watched it. Anyways, I had too much DFS consideration in that game. And the funny uh, thing is I watched the Brooklyn broadcast because of course I wanted, you know, who's up and coming, what did they think? And they were loving Joe Johnson so much. Ian uh, Eagle was talking him up, what a consummate professional. First one in the gym, last one out of the gym. He mentored all the young players. First of all, Brooklyn has only like two young players. Right. And I and I tweeted something out like he I never got tweet. this much love when he actually was on the roster, but Ian Eagle was all over him last night. I, I saw that tweet at Trainer DJ, yes. and uh, I almost replied, but uh, really, you, you you captured everything uh, perfectly. <laughs> and and uh, yeah, they could care less about him when he was there. You know, can can you imagine? I mean, obviously, a wonderful job to be the play by player color announcer for for a local team, but. I think the Nets might be the last team I'd want to cover, frankly. Like having to watch that every night. Oh, and trying to draw some excitement. Ellington from the elbow. No. Yeah. And they and <laughs> the scary thing is that Phoenix made them look so good. Brooklyn went on a tear at the end. They scored 34 and 32 points in the first two quarters. And so Brooklyn looked amazing. 
Uh, from a DFS bent, if you're looking and considering, you know, who should I pick up? Bohan Bogdanovich had a great night last night, 24 points, but you have to remember, and so did Wayne Ellington. They both started. Ellington had 12 points, which is pretty solid for him um, if you're in the deepest of leagues. But you have to remember that came against Phoenix. It didn't come against your average and, NBA team. And to me, the bigger Achilles heel for both Ellington and Bogdanovich is no steals, no blocks. I mean, they're really just points, mm-hmm. threes, and that's about it. And so you're getting a lot of donuts in other categories. You know, it's, it's the kind of guy like, you know, on the Sports Center ticker, you're like, ooh, 17 from Ellington. But then you'll see, you know, on 40% shooting, zero, you know, one three, zero steals, zero blocks. Once you read the box score, you're like, this is a pretty hollow 17 points. Yeah, most definitely, and that this was an ideal matchup for those for those uh, players in particular. I will say one player to keep an eye on if you do have a rotating roster spot and you feel like you know if you're in a head-to-head league and you're already pretty set, you're going to make the playoffs and you're just trying to acquire pieces who are going to come on strong late in the last month of the season. Rondé Hollis Jefferson, who's currently out with injury, I think that if he's fully healthy at any point this year, the Nets have everything to gain by giving him as many minutes as possible. So I think that Rondé Hollis-Jefferson, rookie, starts eventually over either Wayne Ellington or Bohan Bogdanovich, but it's going to take a while before that comes to fruition. But pretty interesting situation with Joe Johnson. Uh, does have fantasy implications. Um, you know, Maybe if he does join Cleveland, it will hurt the value of a J.R. Smith, of an Iman Shumpert, but those really aren't elite fantasy guys to begin with. You're probably only using them in deeper leagues anyway. Um, so that'll do it for Joe Johnson, unless you just want to give a, a give him a knock or tell him where you think he should go, Ken? Uh, I think he should go home. He should just call it quits. <laughs> yeah, you know, it was funny how every time his name would come up, he'd always say, like, I don't really want to go anywhere. You know, I don't like all of his quotes the whole last year about him moving. Basically, he could care less about going to a winner. He's like, just give me my checks. Where are my checks? Hey, say what you want. That guy got paid, so and he did it. I paid twice. I mean, the, yeah. for Atlanta and then Brooklyn. Yeah. Oh, yeah. 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 Can't blame him. Yeah. Uh, Let's talk about happier topics, though. Oh, yeah. Let's talk about our new sponsor, SeatGeek, Ken. Um, boom. Boom. Yeah. Where's the whistle? Wait, wait, wait. Hold on. Yeah. SeatGeek. Ken, I don't think. Hey, train. SeatGeek. <laughs> Make it a stop. Make it a stop. Choo choo. We are stopping at SeatGeek. <laughs> Uh, Ken, I don't think your kids are of age yet, but I will say that I use the SeatGeek app, Seat Geek app to take my dad to the Wisconsin Badgers-Alabama Crimson Tide game uh, last football season down in Dallas, and it was a pretty enjoyable experience. Um, you get on there. They have a great app. You go on there, and then you see the full view of the arena, and you get little yeah, dots. We, and so you no, see- I love it. I love it. We used it for Celtics game last year. It's fantastic. Oh, we did, yeah. And so I saw this, you know, this bright green dot. I clicked on it, and it was the third section, uh, you know, the the upper tier. But it was right in the front row, and it was the same price as you know uh, higher up. And so it was a great experience. Uh, check out the SeatGeek app. Really very simple, even for a dummy like me and and Ken uh, to, I, to figure it I out. I even used it for Northwestern football, and Whoa. the fact that you'd ever have to scalp a ticket for Northwestern football is mind numbing into itself, but. Yeah. It was great. Yeah, no, it's a great experience. Of course, our listeners get a $20 rebate off their first SeatGeek purchase. All you have to do to get your $20 rebate on your tickets, and of course, it can be concert tickets too. It doesn't need to be a sporting event. SeatGeek does it all. Download the free SeatGeek app, and then you go to the settings tab and click add a promo code. I did this as well. All you have to do is enter promo code RWNBA. One more time, that's RWNBA. SeatGeek will send... SeatGeek will send you $20 after you've made your first ticket purchase. Once again, download the free SeatGeek app and enter promo code RWMBA today. Welcome aboard SeatGeek. Happy to have I, I, I wish we got them as a sponsor earlier. I could have used that 20 bucks. I know. Well, we'll use it now. I plan on, yeah. I plan on using it soon enough. Uh, Ken, let's talk about your favorite player in the NBA, and that, of course, is... Gorgay Ding, who I still cannot spell or pronounce properly. You know, the uh, Boston pregame show, they were talking about like, oh, I wish we had traded him for a Celtic because their uh, studio guy's a Louisville grad. And they're tweeting all the stuff out. And I replied, dang, be great for the Celtics. And then I left out the I in his last name. And I'm like, I am an idiot. 
Yeah. We're, I mean, it's a long season, and we're going to get you there eventually. But what I do love is that we check in with you pretty much every single week. to see <laughs> And he's, been, he's on fire. He's like putting up 20 and 10s, qualifies at center in almost every league. He's certainly, I know we're going to get to the keeper league, but uh, doing very well for my Vermont tree huggers. So angry I didn't get him sooner in my other leagues that I'm at. But, and still reasonably affordable on DraftKings. Yeah, most definitely. So in his last 13 games, he's averaging 35 minutes on the court. That's most important is that he's seeing time on the court. We knew what he could do. It was just, is he going to see enough time? 16 points, 10 rebounds, 3 assists, a full steal, almost a full block as well. Not quite shooting the 3. He's averaging less than 1 per game. And that was a a heave. I saw that one live. He heaved at like the end of the third quarter. Yeah. um, so you know he's not shooting threes. <laughs> no, yeah, don't count on him, don't count on him for, on him for threes. But he certainly is a very nice midseason acquisition, as he really has been the last couple of years. Uh, yeah, and he's, he's approaching three assists a game. Yeah, and that's for your center. Yeah, like you said, of um, able to play the center position on a lot of different season long uh, sites. That that certainly helps you out quite a bit. Three. What assists. is the Kev- like the Kevin Garnett injury? Old man, of, old man old, yeah, syndrome. Exactly. We're just at that point in the year where he's more of a mentor than anything. A lot yeah. of hot smoke, not a lot of actual play on the court, which is what we expected. Just assumed, yeah. And speaking of old men somehow actually on the roster but no longer on the roster, Andre Miller finally shown the door. Uh, they say to get – so he can join a playoff team. What playoff team is like, you know what this team needs? A 40-year-old point guard. I completely agree with you. I, I think it is so asinine that he's just gonna, you know, leave leave Minnesota and join a play. Like, who wants him? I mean, <laughs> apparently he's a good towel waver. Like, maybe he's the Great best towel. Ta- a veteran yeah. towel waver. Essentially, is all all I see coming out of this. Uh, was it ML Carr that started that pro- the, that profession, the bench towel waver? Um, <laughs> it's a yeah, long, I, you a know, long tradition. I don't. I completely understand them buying him out. I I can't imagine there's a market for him. He did play briefly a couple teams ago with the Wizards, uh, and the Wizards did have a roster spot, but they filled it with JJ Hickson. So I don't know where he goes. I you know, but uh, but I understand the buyout. Clearly, he guess he wasn't mentoring that well because they certainly never signed him to actually play. Um, I don't know. Maybe they feel like Zach Levine's turned it around. He doesn't need somebody whispering in his ear. Who knows? Well, on top of that, I mean, you were you, Andre Miller was seeing minutes on the court, which means that Ricky Rubio, Zach Levine, and then even Tyus Jones is somebody right. who thinks that, or a lot of people think that he's he's got something to show as well. So I think the whole year it made no sense to give Andre Miller any time at all. You got to ride Tyus Jones. It's not like Minnesota was ever going to make the playoffs, and so. Yeah. You have to use this time to develop your players and having him on the team. Uh, well, I'm waiting for Tayshawn Prince. I well, mean, I was just going to say, plus you really want to develop Tayshawn Prince point forward skills. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, I don't know why he isn't put to pasture. Maybe he is a good mentor, actually. You know, maybe he actually is helping coach like KG. So uh, I, I don't, but I don't get the, it seems a little excessive. Like if your coaching is so bad, you need to hire three player coaches. Maybe you should just get better regular coaches. Yes, no, I agree. I think I think Sam Mitchell is the next on the chopping block for for Minnesota, or in terms of coaches to go. Actually, you know what? Earl Watson might be uh, might be relieved of his interim duties in Phoenix. They have not looked good whatsoever. Usually, you get a spark um, for whatever reason when you let a coach go. That has not happened in Phoenix. I know he doesn't really have any players to work with, but we're talking a we're talking a starting five and a roster that rivals any of the Sixers' old rosters over the last couple of years in terms of inexperience oh, yeah. and just and not having any talent. Yeah, the Suns. Well, I mean, you're not going to get anything replacing Watson. You, you, he's stuck. <laughs> he probably he's probably like, please fire me. Can someone please fire me? Right. Yeah. <laughs> but unfortunately, his coaching career is just kind of doomed. You know. <laughs> well, you don't. You think know, so? he'll, he'll get an assistant gig. I mean, his head. I, I don't think he was ever serious contention for a real head coaching job anyway for a while. So, you know, he'll, he'll get points for being a good soldier and make it as an assistant somewhere. And, um, but you're you're right. He does. You know, it is, you're right. It's probably not helping his resume unless he somehow dramatically turns things around. But that roster is just god awful with with who's healthy. Yeah, but let's let's talk happier stuff. How about some obvious uh, and maybe not so obvious. 
uh, free agent pickups. I, I will say I'm very much enjoying uh, Etwan Moore on a few of my squads. He's getting some serious minutes in Chicago. Yeah, most definitely. It's not the first, like, this is probably the first time he's ever really in his career received fantasy consideration. But if you're looking at his, I mean, if we just look at his last two games, he's averaging 35 minutes on the court, 21 points, three and a half rebounds. What I don't like from Etuan Moore is that he doesn't help you from an assist standpoint. He only has two assists total in his last couple of games. And so I know he's been playing a little shooting guard. Um, and right. so that's why you're not seeing the assist. But, yeah, no, he's uh, another one of those options where, uh, in the meantime, you're seeing him have some value with Jimmy Butler out. Now, I will say, I, I think Jimmy Butler is a candidate to go on some sort of rest schedule, even when he comes mm-hmm. back. Exactly. So exactly. Etwan Moore is going to have hot and cold value for the rest of the season, um, even when Jimmy Butler comes back. So not a terrible addition now if you want to jump on before it's too late. Certainly a deeper league guy. You know, oh, he's hard sure. to justify in a standard uh, 12-team, 10-player active league. But, uh, you know, for our keeper league, for instance, with 14 per roster, um, I've enjoyed some short-term success with Etuan. And you're right. I, why they By the time Butler comes back, they very well could be out of it. And is there any point in fighting for that eighth seed? You know, in some ways, like, let's just get a ping-pong ball or two. I don't know why they'd push Butler back. Um so yeah, I like Moore's chances of getting lots of minutes. Minutes, minutes, minutes. That's what it's all about. Who, who else do you like uh, as far as uh, some free agent pickups? Yeah, Tobias Harris is a pretty obvious one here. I know mm-hmm. people might have been scared off when, uh, when Van Gundy said that he was going to come off the bench. But what you had was Anthony Tolliver get hurt. You had Van Gundy's hand force, and he put Harris into the starting lineup. And he's done very well. He's averaging 32 and a half minutes on the court, so that's there. Points-wise, 18, 5.5 rebounds, 2 assists, a steal, half a block. He's getting you 1.3 three-pointers during his first four games with Detroit. So if he's not owned in all leagues, it's, it's, uh, it's, it's troubling. So I, I think you've got to jump on right away. It was weird that he was going to come off the bench to start, but that has been rectified, uh, no doubt. What about your boy, Zach Levine? Well, you know, uh, all those Andre Miller minutes filling up. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, Levine, uh, you hope to see. Is, are his, his assist numbers finally creeping up? I mean, the, he's playing so, so much, much point. And he's, they've all, you know, the game I saw this week, uh, also his Celtics, they're setting him up for a lot of corner threes where he was just catching shooting, which I always thought, that's not his game. Wait, wait, he's too athletic to be just a catch and shoot guy, right? Yeah, no, I, I agree with you. I think when you have Ricky Rubio on a team, everybody else on the roster has to be a shooter because yeah, you yeah. can't have two non-shooters on the court at the same time. And so whether Levine likes it or not, they're going to mold him into a spot-up shooter, an off-the-ball player, what, what, what have you. I think he's a prototypical shooting guard, um, but essentially they're trying to make him into a wing player um, at 6'5". And I don't know. The, the, the obvious choice is just like, just get Rubio out of there. Deal Rubio, yeah. I yeah. mean, and I heard that when they were talking Milwaukee, they were asking for Chris Middleton. Now, hey, would I love Chris Middleton on any roster I was running? Absolutely, but... Would I ever give up Middleton for Rubio? No, he's too one-dimensional. You can't shoot. and You have to have shooters in the NBA now. And I'm surprised they just didn't uh, – I'm just shocked they didn't dump Rubio for less. Uh, I don't know Rubio's contract situation, but uh, um, th- that just struck me as odd that they didn't work harder to move him at the last deadline. I, they're in love with Rubio. And so you, what you have is one end of the spectrum loves Rubio. They'll fight for him to the death. And then you have the other end, like me – who understands and knows how to look up stats and, and knows that he is the worst, has the worst field goal percentage for any NBA player in history that's, <laughs> right, that's, that's started right. at least 100 games. And it's by a wide margin. And frankly, and guys giving him the shot. You know, he's mid 30s his whole career, field goal percentage. And that's not a short career, that's over five years. A career shooting average of 36.5%. I'm sorry, of. Uh, uh, no, I'm sorry. What is his percentage? It's about 36%. Which is but guy's right. laying off and begging him to shoot. So clearly, it's not going to get any better. It's not going to get any better. He's been under 36 the last two years. And how in today's NBA you can justify having a guy in your starting line, unless he's the greatest defensive player in the you know history of mankind. Bruce Bowen, I'd be like, okay, you can shoot 35%, which he didn't, by the way. But you know, like you have to be... Oh, it's just I I just don't understand how you can overlook the terrible shooting. 
Right. And so you asked about his contract. Ricky Rubio is on the books for the next four years. So he will be on the Timberwolves unless they decide to move him through 2018-2019. In that final year of his contract, he'll be making $14.8 million. And he will be the highest paid Timberwolf unless somebody comes along and makes more than him during that span. And so what you have here, though, in terms of hurting the talent around you by retaining Rubio, what Minnesota is doing is they're trying to build the team around Rubio. Um, you're hurting the value of Levine. I think maybe Wiggins doesn't uh, – Wiggins probably likes it a little more because Rubio might create some shots for him. But I right. think at some point Minnesota look, needs to look in the mirror and realize that Rubio has been an average point guard for the span of his career, and trying to build your future roster around him is, is not smart. And what you should be doing is build it around very good guys like Levine, like Wiggins, and Towns, and you need to give up on Ricky Rubio. It's, it's, I think it's as simple as that. Instead, they're going to try to uh, you know, put him into the lineup and, and work around these young guys. And for right now, it, I mean, it's so obvious that it's hurting Zach Levine's yeah. career. And I remember there being some stat about Wiggins in his rookie year, how he shot like 3% better from the field when Rubio was on the court with him, basically saying, you know, Rubio sets him up better. But those young guys are so athletic, they can create their own shot. I frankly think they'd much prefer a mediocre, even like a Mo Williams-type point guard that at least has enough of an outside shot where you can't just completely sag and double other players. You know, give me, you know, I don't I I... I don't know the statistical analytics uh, yeah, the, off the top of my head, but the, analytics the guy guys, that can't shoot kills me. Yeah, the, the funny thing is that the analytics guys love Rubio. Um, not obviously his own shooting percentages, but how his play does, in fact, elevate everybody else's. Say what you want. It's tough to be playing four against five when you're on offense, uh, in my opinion. He's not really that great of a defender either, so I don't know. Right. We right. fell in love with him when he was 16, playing in the Olympics for Spain. Yep. And those people that fell in love with him are still in love with him, and they'll never get over it. It's as simple as that. Apparently. apparently. Yeah. All right, sir. What, what, we keep going to these dark holes of angst. I know. Seriously. <laughs> Me and Josh Hayes are the worst on our Wednesday pod. And then whenever we talk about the Thunder or the Kings, we, we cheer up because he's a big Kings uh, fan. Um, but uh, yeah. yeah. We just talk about no. everything we hate in the NBA. <laughs> what are your thoughts on Al Jefferson coming back with, uh, you know, coming back to play with uh, the Hornets? I think that you know before he suffered that injury and got that suspension, uh, he was moved to the bench, and I don't know why he wouldn't jump back into the starting lineup at any point this season. Um, we're kind of going. Aw- the league is going away from players like Al Jefferson. Yeah, slow yeah. post. Yeah, slow back down defender. Uh, milk the doesn't shot. Doesn't block clock. shots. Yeah, it doesn't block shots. And so I do think that he's a nice addition off the bench for a change of pace. Um, and he's been doing well. I mean, he's he's going to be a low double double guy um, for the rest of the season, seeing anywhere from twenty to twenty five minutes off the bench. So in your deeper leagues, I like that, especially if you need points and some decent rebounds. But if you're looking for blocks, steals, assists, look elsewhere. Um, I don't think he's going to average. I mean, he's averaging 25 minutes per game this year, obviously only on 22 appearances. But I don't think he's going to see more than 25 minutes in any game. You know, Maybe if they're playing some team like uh, Milwaukee where you have another low post guy like Greg Monroe or maybe Detroit or something like that. Um, you know what? You can't play. You can't play him against Detroit because he can't defend the pick and roll lob with Reggie Jackson and Andre Drummond. So it's uh. There's you look at really guys. S- go ahead. You wonder like are guys like Jefferson and Monroe are they on the David Lee career path? Yeah, and how funny is that that David Lee was an All Star? Was it three seasons ago? One of the best yeah. power forwards in the league, and now he's just being passed around like a rag doll, and he's landed in <laughs> Dallas. Um, yeah, it's, it's. I feel like for aging. For aging bigs, if you play defense, great. And if you don't, it's going to be a steep fall. Yeah, a very quick one, too. I mean, yeah. I think rim protection a, is always needed. That's a great, always need rim protection. That's a great comparison, Ken. Yeah, David Lee is, is currently like a year and a half ahead of Al Jefferson right now. So Al yeah. Jefferson will be on three new teams over the next couple of years, if you look at it that way. Ken, let's do some shameless promotion of you, my friend. Rebound and rant. <laughs> Uh, column, you're humming along, doing a great job there. Had a, a special, unique one this week. Uh, got to interview Professor Ricky Cobb of Super Seventy Sports. Tell us about it. Well, you know, here's my as a lazy columnist. Uh, <laughs> if you run out of ideas, interview someone funnier than yourself. So uh, 
I, I am a huge fan of the Super 70 Sports Twitter feed, which is just uh, a cavalcade of comedy. It's all of his uh, – he just picks fantastic, hysterical uh, photographs or video clips from 70s. Uh, it could be collector's items. can be uniforms, but mostly player shots. And makes fun of them. And it's freaking hysterical. Uh, and so I ping the guy saying, hey, hello from Rotowire. He's a Rotowire fan, by the way. He also is in the Chicago area where I lived for 10 years. And uh, we just uh, talked fantasy sports and 70s. Uh, I may visit his podcast that's soon to launch. Uh, we'd, you, may, you have to figure out. Maybe we can get him on. Uh, love to get him on this one as well. But uh, he shared with us a lot of his comedy nuggets. So please go to Rotowire. Uh, look for the rebound and rant column in our NBA section. Mine is one of the free columns. Uh, you know, read into that what you will. <laughs> <laughs> someone could make the "you get what you pay for" comment here, uh, but uh, uh, you know, some of our lighthearted, more fun stuff we give away free to get folks to visit RotoWire. And I hope you'll give uh, Professor Cobb uh, his due by checking out our today's rebound and rant. Well, I will say, Ken. Uh, if you do want to see the paid content and the real writers on the website, I'm just joking. There's my take <laughs> of you. Uh, you can do that. Just go to rotowire.com forward slash pod. That's rotowire.com forward slash pod. Get 10 free days of access to all of the articles. And of course, on top of that, like I mentioned, we've got our lineup optimizers if you're going to play on DraftKings for NBA. We have content for all other sports. So MLB is ramping up if you're a sports fan just in general and want to get some pre-draft rankings, some customizable rankings for your league. Just jump on there, get free 10 days, check it out. But definitely check out Ken's article. I thought it was enjoyable, Ken. I love how you you, incorporated his tweets uh, based on the question that you asked him. It was pretty good. He's he's got a rich library, so it was fun to do that. All right, well, let's move into the DFS segment of the uh, uh, of the pod, which, of course, is brought to you by our podcast sponsor, DraftKings. Be part of the action all season long at DraftKings.com, the official daily fantasy basketball partner of RotoWire. With Daily Fantasy, you don't need to spend months micromanaging a roster. Play whenever you want and pick a new team every time you play. Challenge your friends in a custom league to prove you the superior GM or square off against basketball fans from around the country for big prizes. Go to DraftKings.com now and enter promo code ROTOHOOPS to play free. DraftKings, official partner of RotoWire. That's promo code ROTOHOOPS, R-O-T-O, hoops, at DraftKings.com. And speaking of DraftKings, DJ, how would you do last night uh, at the big DK? Well... I had Clay Thompson on my team, so I did not do that well. Uh, yes. Yeah. He's the one that didn't get 51 points. Right. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so Steph Curry goes 20 for 27 from the field last night, 10 for 15 from beyond the arc. It's you 51. Just real Also, eight, eight assists and led the team in rebounds at seven. Seven rebounds. Yeah. That was crazy. That's bonkers. So what that meant is that Clay Thompson basically hid in a corner, went four of 10 from the field, <laughs> nine points. You know, nine points, I can, you know, maybe you can get around that if he helps you out elsewhere, but he didn't. He had two rebounds and one assist. So all my lineups were virtually dead in the water. Um, I will say, if he would have gotten like 10 more points, I would have cashed in all my tournament ones. I was in a head-to-head, get this, Ken, last night, where McCollum was playing, and I just needed nine fantasy points out of him in the last three minutes of the game, which is not out of the realm of possibility. You get a cheap rebound two three-pointers, and you're almost there. And so I'm watching, I'm waiting, I'm wa- watching and waiting. And then, of course, he turns the ball over, and I'm in a hole. And so yeah. I'm, on a, I'm not really too high on C.J. McCollum this morning. Uh, he's won me money uh, earlier this year. But yeah. uh, right now, it's just it's so funny yeah. that we put so much onus on the last player of the night to get you there. And we know, you know, <laughs> right. like I, I was like ready to forgive Clay Thompson at 9 p.m. Central last night, but uh, right. CJ McCollum is on my blacklist. <laughs> 10 30, you're like, God damn it. Yeah. And he still I got, will hate McCollum forever. And he still got me like 32 DraftKings points. And so it wasn't even like a terrible right, right. night for him. That kind of reminds me, remember Moneyball? Uh, how Billy Bean won't watch the A's games because right. when he sees stuff, he's too biased by what he sees, and he just wants to, you know, stick to the analysis. Maybe, maybe you need to stop watching C.J. McCollum. Yeah, something like that. I tell you but who did, I was very impressed you, with, and I did a good job with last night. I think I know where you're going. Back to Brooklyn. Back to Brooklyn. Uh, Mirza Toledovich went for 30 points and 11 rebounds in his revenge game against Brooklyn. That's right. 
Yeah, baby. Bad players have revenge games, too. Uh, I actually think the revenge games are more meaningful in slop games where it really doesn't matter, right? Yeah, yeah. he was jacked in threes. And, of course, Brooklyn is one of the worst teams in the league at defending threes. So I saw that matchup coming from a mile away. But, like, Watson's going to speak up because you're shooting too much? Exactly. He attempted 23 shots last night, 13 three-pointers. He made 5 of 13 of them. And, of course, on DraftKings, you get a little extra bonus for threes. So he was one of the better plays last night. 12 and 23 from the field, though. So, hey, keep shooting. Yeah, and last night was easily his most attempted field goals at 23. Previously, on January 6th against the Hornets, he had 17. So he beat his season best by by six whole shot attempts. Uh, yeah, like you said, Earl Watson's not going to say no, and it was a revenge game. He went for it, yeah. and he went off for me, um, but no thanks to C.J. McCollum. I lost money last night, so that's how that works. Actually, what's more surprising for Teletovich's performance last night, the 30 points or the 11 rebounds? First of all, we got to talk about how you made Teletovich into Teletubby. <laughs> that, was, that was impressive. Teletubby? You said Teletovich, which essentially, yeah, yeah. I think you have more exposure exposure to the Teletubbies. <laughs> so I understand that. Which color is uh, Teletovich? Purple or the blue one? <laughs> is there a blue Teletubby? I don't, I don't, know. don't even know. I don't know. There's a yellow and a purple one and a I, red I, I one. I forgot to do my usual podcast disclaimer that I will butcher every Euro name, that, uh, or frankly, every name, period. Uh, it does that European, African, North American. Uh, I got to- yeah, Gorgie. Yeah, even players I love. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I like it. Teletubbyvich. All right. <laughs> so if you need a website, Ken, if you need a website, we need to create a website for you, how to mispronounce NBA names properly. I think it would be fun. We'll have tutorial, we'll have tutorial videos of you right. trying to sound out exotic names like Te- Teletovich and Gorgie Jang. Yeah. Um, or maybe maybe something to post your DFS picks might be more popular. But yes, yeah. keep roll with this. Roll uh, with this. Yeah. So if yeah, if we do decide to do that, we undoubtedly will do that with Wix.com, used by seventy five million people worldwide. Wix.com makes it easy to get your website live today. You need to get the word out about your business, perhaps. It all starts with a stunning website, of course, with hundreds of designer-made, customizable templates to choose from, the drag-and-drop editor, personal favorite of my my own. There's no coding needed. You don't need to be a programmer or a designer to create something beautiful. You can do it yourself with Wix.com. They empower business owners to create their own professional website every single day. When you're running your own business, you're too busy, uh, too busy to be worrying about your budget, scheduling appointments, making money maybe, uh, too busy to build a website for your business. And because you're too busy, it has to be easy. And that's where Wix.com comes in. With Wix.com, it's easy and free. Go to Wix.com to create your own website today. The result is stunning. Get ready, people. For some more whistles, because we're going to do a Rotowire Keeper League update. Ken, take it away. Did I mention that I'm in first place of the Rotowire Keeper League? Has there there been a day when you were not in first place that you haven't made a public declaration that you're in first place? Uh uh, well, I only podcast on Fridays, so uh, you know, other than telling my wife, which (laughs) I'm not sure that's how public that is, but. uh, um, I did enjoy putting, you know, I'm having some fun on the homepage. I put, I found a, a fantastic, uh, highlight video of George Mirasan career highlights. Uh, I'm just posting that to annoy the league. Cause I know a lot of the guys that are out there don't even go to the page every day, but when you post something, it, it sends them an email. I'm hoping that sends them so they can further see my dominance here. But, uh, you know, Stotts is not giving up, uh, trained professional, uh, athletic trainer and medical, uh, expert, Jeff Stotts is still only six points back of me, so it's a two-man race. I'm feeling good about my shorts bet with James West Conference kid uh, Anderson. Um, he's going to owe me some either Northwestern or Celtics uh, gym shorts. But uh, things are going well. Jorge's playing great. Gorgie, I mean. Oh, gosh, there <laughs> it goes again. Uh, Kyle Lowry is still just a machine. It's amazing how he's underrated every year. We talked about Etwan Moore is a nice pickup for me. I picked up Jared Dudley. He's like 128 years old, and he's actually been playable, even with Morris coming off the bench in Washington, surprisingly. Right. You know, suddenly motivated Dudley to get back and playing well. Uh, I'm even getting some decent minutes out of Tony Parker, believe it or not. With He got some nice bump with Kawhi Leonard out recently. But, uh, yeah, I'm somehow in first. 
Uh, how is your long-term plan going? My long-term plan is humming along just nicely. Um, if you're a long-time listener to this podcast, you know that I dumped every asset I had. Um, essentially, this is my first year in this Keeper League. Had to do it. Had to uh, do it. Had to do it. So I got rid of Drummond, which actually gave me an immediate boost because of free throw percentage. Yeah. So that was yeah. a nice uh, drop-off. I traded him for Julius Randle and Otto Porter? I think those two guys. Um, yeah. So that's been well for me since those are young guys with long, long-term contracts. I plan to have on my books and on my team for the next three or four years. And then, of course, I departed with all my assets to you, Ken. Uh, DeMar DeRozan, Kevin Durant, and DeMarcus Cousins. And I got – I'm not so high – now I'm not so high on Will Barton. I was really Will hoping he would get traded, yeah. uh, he'd get traded or, or Danilo would get traded away from Denver. Uh, I see. thought the rooster was going to move and you'd be getting crazy minutes yeah. out of part. Well, there's there's still the off season. I mean, you're not you didn't pick him up for this year. You picked him up for next year. Right? So no, I'm I'm playing for next year. Let's see who else did I get from you? I got Chris Middleton. Um, I've been of, really DeRozan. He's inching up to shooting just a few more threes every game. He's getting a little more play at the three. He gets so much flack for that. Like, they always ask him, "Why don't you shoot the three? Why don't you shoot the three? And I think maybe he's just annoyed so much <laughs> that he's going to start doing it. Well, their big men are so bad. You know, that uh, I think they're fine with him hoisting up a few more threes. And he's creeping up there to be a legitimate three-point threat, but he's never going to be the volume guy uh, that I know you prefer to have at your shooting guard spots. Yeah, most definitely. So I liquidated all my assets. I've got a lot, a lot of nice, young, cheap contracts on my books. I think we have a $160 salary, and my overall salary right now I don't think is even... I don't think it's even $60. So You can't be happy with Markeith Morris coming off the bench in Washington. Do you think that's going to last? Well, do you remember how I acquired him? I actually traded Marcus Morris for Markeith oh, right. back, back when Markeith was on the bench. And so when Jeff Hornacek was on the hot seat, yeah. um, I, was, I wanted Markeith. I wanted him bad. I tried to get him I in love. every league I had because as soon as Hornacek was out the door, I knew he'd be playing major minutes, and he really is an amazing fantasy option that helps you in every category. So I was right for about two games before he got <laughs> traded to Washington. Um, <laughs> though, though you also, you know, I, I'm not sure you specifically thought it'd be Tobias Harris, but you also knew Morris's minutes in Detroit may not be stable either. The right. Other- I, I like Marcus isn't terrible, but he's not an ideal starter for you. I, I wasn't so much uh, down on Marcus as I was high on, on Markeith if, you know, if he started playing. And so... I've well, got him net for next year. You never know what can shape out. I'm not sure yeah, Dudley yeah. is going to r- be around forever. Can't imagine Dudley's even with him next year, frankly, though. Maybe they get him on the cheap. But uh, and, and Morris, Markeith Morris, that is, for our league, we're not a turnover league. So mm-hmm. his high turnovers don't hurt you. Uh, I, I have st- I've said this repeatedly. I am a pro. You should have turnovers as a category guy. But uh, I, since Shannon's not here, to you have his usual argument with me on that? We'll just move on. <laughs> Jared Dudley, right, this is the last year of his contract. So I have Markeith on my own books for through next year. So if Dudley's out, Markeith moves into a starting role, then it looks like Nene is also also out the door as well. So Markeith, um, who's on the books with the Wizards for the next four years on a very friendly contract, um, they would definitely need to utilize him a little bit more because he's sticking around for the next three seasons after this current season. So good update there, Ken. You're still in first place. Thank you. Thank you. (laughs) Wait, wait, hold on. Thank you. Uh, And if Beal walks, suddenly Morris's shot attempts could really go up. Yeah, Um, But let's get to the real reason people listen to this podcast. It's not to hear me horribly butcher player names it's because nba tv star 120 sports star dj trainer is about to share with you his amazing insights on tonight's DraftKing options for the dfs slated games for friday let's get right into uh your your, your five love them guys and by the way at center I'm, I'm smiling as soon as i saw this but we'll we'll end at center Let's start at point guard, sir. Who do you like at point guard tonight on DraftKings? Yeah, so I just went through each position and picked, um, you know, kind of my five favorites tonight. Obviously, that's what I would do, but I wouldn't be surprised if this was the five highest scores at each position tonight. So, um, so now that we have the standards out there, let's go ahead and run through them. Uh, first, John Wall going up against Philadelphia, ninety two hundred dollars. He's the second highest uh, point guard tonight, behind Chris Paul. Uh, right ahead of Rajon Rondo. And what I like about this matchup is 
obviously you love pretty much anybody that's going against Philly. Philly's doing a better job at defending. But that being said, Ish Smith has bounced around to a lot of teams for a reason. John Wall will be able, will be able to do whatever he wants. The thing I like most about this matchup is Washington's not good enough to blow out Philadelphia. So I think Wall right. is going to be in store for 40 <laughs> to 45 minutes tonight, and he's going to put the team on his back like he has the last couple months. So I like him quite a bit at the point guard position tonight. It's hard to argue. I mean, you're looking at oh, almost 44 fantasy points a game of the last 10 games from John Wall. He's in fuego. Um, yeah, love that pick. Who are you looking at at shooting guard-wise, sir? Strictly at Victor Oladipo, um, as you've heard me say all season long, I've not enjoyed the options at shooting guard this year. Um, so you had Eric Bledsoe, Jimmy Butler, James Harden. Those are your top tier ones. And two of those three are out right now. Um, DeMar DeRozan is somebody you might like as well. So Victor Oladipo is the third highest priced shooting guard tonight. He's going up against the Knicks. I don't particularly... Uh, really care about their defensive matchup. I think Victor Oladipo has come on very strong. And the one thing that I, I, I like quite a bit is that Oladipo has actually faced the Knicks twice this year, um, but he only averaged 25 minutes on the court. He's averaging a lot more of late. He's averaging uh, about 35 points or 35 minutes per game at minimum over the last, uh, let's see, about the last 10 games. So when he faced the Knicks previously, it wasn't under the current role that he has right now. So I think people will be scared away by his previous production. But once again, at $7,000, I think that he can easily be the most lucrative shooting guard option tonight because DeMar DeRozan is playing Cleveland. And they might just make it a point to shut mm-hmm. him down or to shut Lowry down, one or the other. I think it could be DeRozan. Um, they have the per- Cleveland has the personnel to shut everybody down. So... Um, I don't like De- DeMar DeRozan's matchup tonight, so I'm going to go to Victor Oladipo. Very fair. I, I'm going to, I like that. I'm going to go bargain bin, I think, tonight on shooting guard because I kind of like Jamal Crawford facing that uh, high-paced, I'm not going to say you know, winning, but high-paced Sacramento defense. I think uh, if I go Crawford at only 5,700 at shooting guard, it's just going to save up a lot, free up a lot of money elsewhere. Yeah, no, you're right. Sacramento really throws pace out the window and they just like <laughs> jack up shots and they don't care if you jack up shots too it's perfect right. it's perfectly <laughs> pace and them. defense out the window the one thing that would scare me is that he had that absolute dud against phoenix where it only gave you 1.5 1.5 fantasy points mm-hmm. um you know in reality he's more of your your 26 fantasy points per game which is which is pretty solid so i'd like that yeah i like that quite a bit 5700 bucks uh that's a good option as well ken yeah, and, and Turney plays, I think, that one dud against Phoenix, where, which is absurd. How do you have a dud against Phoenix? I think you and I could put up at least 10 fantasy points against Phoenix. If, but Boha, the, if Bohan and Mirza can do it, we probably can too. <laughs> That's right. All right, so who do you like at small forward tonight? Small forward, I'm going to look at Rudy Gay. And now I know LeBron James and Paul George are out there. Carmelo Anthony too. They have some tough defensive matchups. I, I don't think – Not cheap. Not cheap. And they're not cheap either. Yeah, that's right. And so I'm going to go down to a middle-priced guy at Rudy Gay going up against the Clippers. Now, I know it's not an ideal matchup, but if Paul Pierce is on the court, if you have Jeff Green on the court trying to guard Rudy Gay, don't like that matchup for the Clippers whatsoever. Um, On top of that... In three games that Rudy Gay has already faced the Clippers, he's averaging 32 DraftKings points, which is pretty solid. It's a pretty good base to stand on if you're hoping and assuming that that's what he's going to get at the bar minimum. Then I like that pretty uh, quite a bit at $6,500. So I think I'll be using him quite a bit, and I will be skipping your James, George, and Anthony's tonight. <laughs> I think that's always sound advice to avoid James Jones. Always sound advice. Yeah. All right. And uh, you're going with uh, another big name player at Power Forward. And, uh, and I'll say you can afford to do this because of your delicious center pick. But go ahead with Power Forward first, sir. Yep. Kevin Love at $7,400. Now, maybe I misspoke before and I said that these players could be the highest uh, or the most lucrative players at the position because DeMarcus Cousins on DraftKings, of course, is a Power Forward. But $10,600, it's going to be tough to fit him in the lineup. Kevin Love going up against Toronto. While I do think it's going to be a defensive slugfest tonight, Kevin Love in two games against Toronto is averaging 41 DraftKings points. I mean, that's very, very good. The, Toronto simply doesn't have the personnel to match up with him. Uh, it's, it's really as simple as that. This is where Kevin Love really shines when he's facing and he's matched up against a Louis Scola. I mean, he's going to take Scola and do I was it. just going to say, 
how in today's NBA is Louis Scola a starting player? I mean, I, I, I like him off the bench. He's fine. He's clearly a glue guy, but he can't start in the NBA. You're, you're exactly right. And so I think Patrick Patterson has to face him at certain points. Maybe you put James Johnson on him. But that, that creates problems elsewhere because then who do you put on LeBron James? Uh, right. So yep. uh, Kevin Love has shown that he can do quite well against Toronto, and I will be looking there, especially since he's only $7,400. Pretty good price. Yeah. I like your logic here. I like your logic, sir. Okay, then lay on everybody your delicious center pick. Oh, we're talking Zaza. Zaza! Zaza Pachulia going up against Denver. Um, as I've mentioned with all the other players, I'm looking at their previous history. We're at a point in the season where pretty much all the teams have played each other, especially if they're uh, Western Conference teams or Eastern Conference teams. They've probably already played each other a couple times. Uh, and Zaza has faced Denver. That front court for Denver, they got a lot of, a lot of nice young pieces, Kenneth Freed, your Jokic, your Laverne's, um, your Nurkic's. But he put up 41 DraftKings points against them in only 30 minutes. Um, very good performance. So 16 points, 12 rebounds, two assists, and three steals. Uh, I like Zaza at $5,800. You can save up and still feel pretty confident in what he can get you tonight. I, I, I think that's a safe lock. That's a safe lock. I love it. I love the Zaza pick. I'm going to have to change some lineups around to get Zaza in. You've, you've, you've thoroughly, thoroughly convinced me, sir. <laughs> Sounds good, Ken. I'm glad that I convinced you. Hopefully for the better tonight. I, I hope so. I'll, I'll say this much. I'm using them tonight, too. So we're all in this together, folks. <laughs> very good. Very good. Very good. All right. Well, uh, is it time for our famous NBA uh, quote uh, and our outro here, DJ? It is. Bring us home, Ken. All right, sir. Well, we're going to go with Earl the Pearl Monroe, who gave us this uh, pearl of wisdom. He said, quote, Sport is the only profession I know of that when you retire, you have to go to work. Same for Rotowire, babies. Adios, amigos! Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com slash balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality.